On this episode of the Pocket Up Pod, we talk about the Packers' fourth preseason game, unless you look at the actual standings, and it counted. If you haven't already, hit subscribe on your podcast platform of choice and give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at the Packers Pod. He's helped especially on Will Harris as Aaron Jones breaks loose. He's headed for the end zone, and he's going to be in with a Packer touchdown. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to the Pack It Up Packers podcast. This is Ryan, joined as always by Josh and Dan. Hello, gents. Yeah, yeah, foot in mouth. (laughs) Yeah, I think we have some apologizing to do. Your intro explains it nicely. I felt like that was a preseason game. Yeah, it wasn't very pretty. Uh, We all were certain that the Packers were going to win. I think every kind of scenario in my head, I was like, I could talk myself into any certain situation happening, except for what we witnessed, which was a butt whooping of the Packers. I just didn't in a million years. Even the scenario of Jameis looking good, you're like, okay, then it'll be a shootout. Then it'll or, just be, you yeah. know, Josh's 40 to 30. <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh only off by 37 points on his prediction, but. <laughs> hey, it was close. Saints came through on their end. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was hard to watch. It almost reminded me of that week one against the Bears where Rodgers goes down with the injury prior to mm-hmm. the comeback. And you're like the whole offseason, you got the hype, you got the hope, you got the aspirations. And then week one happens. and You're like, wait, what? Like this, this is what we've been waiting for. It had, it was different vibes, but it was similar to like, what am I watching? It, it, it just looked like the whole team just didn't have energy too. Like, and I was surprised. Like, it was majority Packer fans in the stands. You could hear them when they were on defense. You, you, you know, you could hear the chants. Um, so I, yeah, yeah overall no, surprised by the energy level that they came out with. Also, no explanation, no excuse for that, and and we'll get into that. It was interesting, too. I would probably put it as one of my – it sounds weird. I Definitely top ten, like, just most unenjoyable games because not only were you getting whooped, that first half was about an hour ten. Like, it went so fast, and yet it was so painful, and you realize, oh, my goodness, for as, as bullet speed as this game's going and still – just sitting around going, what is what is happening? It just was gross. But let's get into it. Final score, 38-3. to Jameis only threw for 15 more yards, but there was oh a 49-point difference between Jameis Winston and Aaron Rodgers. Jameis with five touchdowns. Rogers with two interceptions. Uh, Dylan was our leading rusher at four rushes with for 19 yards. Looks good. Looks good. <laughs> it just disaster <laughs> and every single standpoint. So let's jump in with a guy that uh, we have talked about a lot this offseason, and it hasn't been particularly for good reasons, and it will continue to be negative. This offense was about as sad as it could be. Nothing was right. Nothing was happening. Blocking was poor. Receiving core was poor. Rushing wasn't getting anything done. Like, where are we at with this offense? First, offensive line, 
didn't do that bad for for who played. I think our offensive line did pretty darn well. That's who's playing um, for the next eight weeks, though. Uh, yeah, and hopefully they get better. But yeah. I mean, this is this was a good defensive line group that they had coming at us. So I mean, give or take. But uh, overall, played fine. I think the line has issues. They got home with a four man pass rush consistently, and that ain't gonna hold up against the Niners. Yeah, but how much? How much does that have to do with our route? routes that we had there there were so many long route schemes that we had rolling even going into the second half it was just like when are you guys going to realize that we need to get the ball out get in our playmakers hands and get going rogers isn't seeing the field correctly he was not reading the coverage all night i mean he 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 was complaining about two high safeties and said they did something we weren't expecting and we were expecting him to blitz more and i'm like oh you can't handle two high safeties now rogers is is that is that what we've come to i mean i had that same thought i was caught off guard and we were frustrated by a cover two shell like that that's just a basic defense in the nfl yeah you played that in high school i mean like you know how to read that defense i mean it it was and it's exactly what we said we should have rogers it's exactly what we said we should have done to Jameis was just play a too high shell and make him beat you underneath. And it like it, that was ridiculous. And then his laissez-faire <laughs> attitude after the game, he was like, yeah, yeah, we played bad. No, I wouldn't say embarrassed, but you know, we'll get better. I'm like, boy, that was that was preseason bad. That was terrible. Yeah. And, and to not think that they are only going to play man coverage at least 90 percent of the time because three of their corners don't know what the hell they're doing on the field. Uh, um, uh. And for you not to be ready for that and for them to show up Devante, MVS, I mean, our tight ends barely got open. Kept Aaron Rodgers looked lost. Um, I mean, it was a disaster. Uh, I don't know about their corners not knowing where they're going on the field. I was pretty embarrassed that Paulson Adebo was trusted to go man to man against Devante in press coverage. In his face, lined up one-on-one, and he held his own. Yet our draft pick, Eric Stokes, drafted two rounds higher than Adebo, played seven snaps. How does that work out? Yeah, our confidence factor in our young guys needs to come up a little bit, for sure. I mean, just, just it, the fact you, you don't see that, you don't see Adebo against 17 and just say, everybody else to the other side of the field, let's work this matchup. Adebo held his own, and, and that's that's embarrassing for Adams. It's embarrassing for Rodgers mostly. He had a terrible game. We are debating in text message, was it his worst game ever, or did he have worse ones You know, in his third and fourth year when he was just starting to start games for the Green Bay Packers? But it, you know, the biggest addition to the offense isn't the definition of insanity, like trying to do the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Yeah, I, I, I felt yeah. like, boy, maybe we were way too high on ourselves coming into the year because what did we change on this team? We we added we added Randall Cobb to the offense. The line we knew got worse, mostly due to Bakhtiari's injury, but we got younger at a minimum. We added Randall Cobb, and he only got 15 snaps. It's not like Rodgers was looking his way all day which was this was his big prize acquisition so what's up with that situation mm-hmm. the whole thing and then they just went away from the run what was the total rush attempts 15 it was 15 yeah and one was the cob sweep and so it's just uh, to go back to dan's question 
I would say, and this is going to sound very first take talking head situation, but that was Rogers worst game of his career. Like it was the worst game of his career. And it wasn't necessarily purely from a statistical standpoint, because if you remember last year in Florida, in Tampa Bay, he had zero touchdowns and two interceptions and he looked rough. Uh, Josh pulled it up in a text message in 2014. The same thing happened up in Buffalo. Zero touchdowns, two interceptions, floating around that like 150, 160 yards. He's had games statistically that have been this bad. The problem becomes is these little factors that just compound each other to make it so much worse. You cannot have the offseason that he had acting laissez-faire. I'm out in Hawaii. I'm doing what I need to do. Acting as if. I am the greatest thing. I'll, I might not come back. And then you do come back saying you're in the best physical shape you've ever been. You're mentally in a place you've never been. And then you do that. And at least there was other times where things weren't going well and you saw emotion out of him. How many times was he just sitting on the bench doing nothing? There was no smiles. There was no anger. It was absolutely <laughs> pale face. And I, I know that he tends to not go too wide on the spectrum of emotions. But it just feels like when you have an advantage over a secondary that is is not necessarily the best, when you have your weapons all back together again, when you have this offseason in which you've made a circus of this team, and then you drop that kind of game where, yeah, he was getting pressured, but but it wasn't as if uh, like Tampa Bay last year, he was getting eaten alive. That was awful. Mm-hmm. He was doing everything he could. These interceptions were an eight yard too far on MVS. And Should've then this, this simple farvish type of, oh, I'll just flick it while I'm going down. It'll be fine. Not even remotely close. That, that. was the backbreaker. Yeah. And it's just like, we it's it just, it's just painful. It's just painful. It's multiple that levels and, of it. And after taking two, uh, AJ Dillon, two solid six yard runs to come out and try to make a response of a drive, he takes an 11 yard sack when he could have thrown the ball away. Every tight end bootleg didn't work for whatever reason, but he's smart enough. A guy that prides himself on decision making and not making bad mistakes. The interception that was an attempt to Devontae way behind him, make the rookie look even better. And then the taking that sack on the drive, those two plays alone killed killed the game. We were in it for a little while longer than we should have been, and and those just destroyed us. I'd, just frustrating to watch. I'd, dare you know, dare I say it? Oh, yeah. Dare I say it, that it looks like he does not want to be out there. Uh, too early. Too early. Give him right. through week three. I don't know how much you're going to be able to gather against the Lions, but they played, they played pretty inspired. And you know what we lacked? Inspiration, intensity, yeah. hustle, all that. And that flows straight to the defense. I am a professional transitioner because I don't know how much longer I can talk about this game. <laughs> mm-hmm. But the defense, oh, my lanta. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know who to blame it on, guys. So the, part of it is like, well, it's a new scheme. So I'm watching the defensive line. I like to start rewatching the game by watching the line and just trying to see – who had push, who was making penetration, who was making tackles from those positions, offensive line, you know, who who was getting a guy on his back, ideally, but a couple yards into the defensive backfield. So the defensive line, if if this scheme that we're reading about from Joe Barry is truly the lineman has two gap responsibility, they can stick their head into the A gap, but be able to react to the B gap. And from what you read, it's supposed to be the linebackers make the lineman correct. 
they pick the gap that the linemen are not in, and then the safeties fill wherever the linebackers are. So the safety should have some lanes to come in and, and fill in on the run. So in that theory, I'm thinking, well, all right, the defensive line might not penetrate that much, right? They might man up their guy, stick at the line of uh, scrimmage as the stout defensive lineman that we have, and then just shred their guy and try to make some tackles. And I saw a little bit of that. I, I did see that from Lowry. I did see that from Kenny Clark. I, I don't know where Lancaster was, but that's a deeper conversation. But you know what I didn't see? I didn't see 51 and filling nine, 59 mm-hmm. filling running lanes at all. They looked awful. Barnes and Campbell looked awful. I, I even said to Ryan while we were watching, I'm like, get get Campbell out of there. He has no idea what's going on. Every play, he was yelling around, what do I do, what do I do, uh, talking to somebody. I, and then I looked at him, I'm like, well, Barnes isn't much better, I guess. But <laughs> but we have an issue, boys. And and you, you said it right. Like, they were guessing wrong. They both were doing the same thing multiple times. So then people were left either wide open um, or, you know, nice running lane. Um, but it, it was rough linebacker play. Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, you're right. I don't think they played too bad. Um, but but the safety play was atrocious also, even though Amos, you know, he led us in tackles. Um, he did not have the best game as far as reading what was going on. Um, so, uh yeah, on a good defense, I want the middle linebacker leading in tackles, not safeties, not corners. That means you had a bad day. I want the linebackers leading in tackles. What do you think of the edge rushers? I mean, Zadarius mostly it looked like tried to play on passing situations. It didn't really want to come out strong in the run game due to the back injury, I would assume. Garvin got quite a few reps. I, I wasn't too impressed with them in the run game, and even on the pressures they had, no takedowns at Winston. He escaped quite a few. Yeah, it, that's a tough call. This this is easily one of the top five offensive lines yeah. in the NFL yeah, yeah. If, if they're healthy. So, you know, yeah, they sucked. You know, Preston <laughs> was MIA. Um, Gary, uh, honestly, I, I, I think he, w- he was doing some nice things out there. Um, he guessed wrong a couple times. Um, but he he's so close. He's so close. Those arms are always um, pumping. You know are. what I like? When he didn't make the play on the quarterback, you still saw him chasing a play downfield. I didn't see that from – there were some plays Anyone. that – that uh, yeah, there were some plays that came out today on film analysis where Kenny Clark didn't chase, where Kevin King didn't chase, but Rashawn Gary's there chasing 20 yards across the no, field. No, hold on, hold on. There was that one play down the sidelines that King was chasing the receiver the whole way back. King was end. always chasing. Yeah, yeah. let's talk about yeah. that a little bit. Colin Stokes. Colin yeah. Stokes. I uh, I kind of looked at this defense as a situation where there's this stud former professional player that goes back to coach high school and he puts schemes in that are just too elaborate for kids to get a hold of fast enough. And because I look at almost every touchdown. It wasn't necessarily this mind-blowing yeah. play by the Saints. Yeah, it was us having miscommunication. The, I mean, there was the goal line uh, situation where it's fourth down. Can we make a stop? And it's Amos looking at Campbell, who's looking over at Jair going, where am I supposed to go? Neither uh, or any of those three were looking at the quarterback. They were looking at each other. And by the time the play started, they're scurrying around to try to fill in. You have King stumbling over people to get a wide open player. Like 
there is Shane nothing- and Sullivan had the same thing happen yep. twice as well, where he tried to point a guy off like into the different zone and there yep. was no one in that zone. It was the Hogan Hogan touchdown where Hogan ran right by him and he pointed back like, all right, you got that. And there was and no that one, there. that one, Devondra Campbell and Savage were both enticed mm-hmm. by Jameis start to scramble. So they both mm-hmm. went for Jameis. You would think the safety is the one that's probably the one that's supposed to stay back. Mm-hmm. And I'm guessing Savage was trying to, you know, be a playmaker. So I, I can't, Hate on that too much. That's the threat of a running quarterback. I mean, credit to the Saints. They outcoached us. They outplayed us. They outhustled us. They, they out everything to us. They, they outclassed us. That's, that's the simplest hey, way to put it. Coaching. There, there was another coaching. He, he took a, I think it was a Chris Hogan, maybe a Marcos Callaway, like a slant route. And he tried to pass it off to whoever was supposed to be in the middle. That's the was, one I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's yeah. The there was Barnes and Jair, maybe. I'm forgetting the guys that theoretically should have had that coverage and there was just nobody they both went with other people uh and then jair had to come back for the tackle said yeah communication issues uh, yeah you know i will maybe, say i mean just playing in the preseason matter is that what we learned i don't want to go that far I, I i'm there like i will say i will say i will say two things if they would have had better communication and at least felt a hundred percent confident on what their role was i don't think we give up 38 points likewise that defense was on the field for 22 plus minutes in that first half on a sunny, hot, 100 degree field temperature day in Jacksonville without a single preseason snap. This was a this was a perfect melting pot of bad communication, new scheme in place, out of shape and just holy crap, are we on this field forever? And I think they brought up a stat on the broadcast that the Saints second and third drives were 15 play touchdown drives, which is the first time a team has done that in over 21 years. Yeah, so it's the 1940s. Is, oh no! So yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. from <laughs> the stats on our own podcast, but yeah, it hasn't been done in 70 years. That is un freaking believable like what are the chances of that and yeah there should have been opportunities where they get out of it but we're talking about historic drives that go against the packers it, it's just it's it's not good but it also i would hope shit. it would never happen again you know i don't put this as much on the players as i do the coaches so you know I, I, we can rip on the players all day but how the hell did these coaches think this team was ready how did they think that Campbell was ready to be our starting middle linebacker without ever our, running the defense. I got it. I got it. I know the answer. I know the answer. I'm raising my hand because Good. our subpar defense was playing our subpar offense. Yeah. And like, wow, they're both really good. <laughs> yeah. And we practiced against the Jets, who aren't really good. Yeah. And, and Lafleur, this this is Lafleur's. Honestly, this is the first time that I'm like Lafleur. What the hell, man? Like, what no, are he's you had, doing? He's had turds every year. Like if if you want to go to a bright side of some aspects of this, like the Packers lay a turd a couple times every year. And I mean, to put it out there in week one is risky because we, we got a lot of season left. But uh, we've speaking had some of turds. bright sides, why don't why don't we start saying some things that went went well in this game? Huh? Oh, yeah, there's so many things. Uh, we're tied for first in the NFC North. Correct. AJ Dillon averaged four point eight yards per carry. Jaguara. Ended up getting kneed in the head and walked off the field with only a concussion. That's good. That's always good. <laughs> Wasn't Carter. Uh, we got to wear our home jerseys. Always fun. Hey, we, we look good. TJ Slayton got two tackles. Uh, there, there's still a full season of games ahead of us in a regular year of NFL. Again, 
Yeah, I I am. This is our officially our 17th game. This game shouldn't even be happening. So this is the NFL's doing. This yeah, uh, Jordan Love didn't suck. Hey, hey I think I, we'd score a touchdown if he was in all game. You know what? I actually really liked. I know that uh, Saints necessarily weren't playing their top players. I really enjoyed that offense for that for Love. You I got the thought, ball to Randall Cobb. Yeah, Randall Cobb. I thought we were – Well, I, he ran the plays. He yeah. got the ball out of his hand. He did yep. what the plays were supposed to do. I actually really liked watching that, and I was yelling at the TV. I wanted that touchdown so badly, just Our, purely because uh, it would have sent the media in the scramble of Jordan Love as one touchdown to, to Rodgers, two interceptions. But I needed a touchdown so badly, and it just – How about this? Uh our seventh round draft pick, don't don't fact check me. Our seventh round draft pick probably got more reps than any other seventh round draft pick in the league. True. <laughs> True. I mean, look at all the bright sides here. We're hey, our punter. <laughs> our punter. How about that punter? He looked fairly competent. The second one was a little sketchy, but from there on out. A fifty nine though. I was I actually like more at ease during punt downs punt situations i'm like at least we got this guy <laughs> like, I'm like at least we don't yeah, have to returns weren't bad anymore. returns weren't bad i think amari yeah he had one for 17 He's the block was still terrible on him but yeah so look at all the bright sides yeah. so here we many. go packer hey, fans we play the lions next week yeah it's just um yeah it was a forgettable forgettable game i'm over it uh, I think we got easily a pass by everybody else in the North just having a little bit of a rough time. I mean, if you take away the final quarter of the Lions game, you'd you'd be like, oh, my God, this team got smoked. So nobody yeah, but, necessarily looked good. But they played with heart and came back and like, covered a spread and didn't lose by that much. Like, could we lose to the Lions? Yes. yes. I mean, we we would lose every game. game if we play like that. That was awful. Let's talk about it this weekend. Yeah, so looking ahead, we will have a, a podcast dropping uh, most likely Friday, Saturday, because it's a Monday night game, which Saturday, hopefully Saturday. Monday night at home, it, it's got to be better, right? We got to be in a better, better mind state. You can't get worse. You can't get worse. Look at the bright side. Speaking of speaking of high points here. Hell, just hand it off to A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones and it'll be better. Yeah, they need to run the ball 25 times. I want to see Stokes get 50% of reps. He's not going to displace mm-hmm. King, but give him a chance out there. He's going against some younger wide receivers. And I'm super excited. We are lined up to have a very cool guest joining us for the Lions Preview Podcast. So tune in. I think we're recording Friday, so it'll come out over the weekend, which is great for your Monday listen for the Monday night game. So that will do it for this episode. My God, what let's never do an episode like this. I'm again. so sad. I just, this, this is horrible, but until next time, thanks everybody. Go pack. Go. Go.